1: It's Thursday, September 15th, and you are listening to NFL Total Access, the podcast.
2: That is the voice of three-time Super Bowl champion Willie McGinnis. Hello, Willie. Hello. Willie is joined today by the real Mike Robb, the Super Bowl champion and the president of Bill's Mafia, Mike Robb. Bill's Robinson. Mafia stands all the way up. And we are honored to be joined today by the host of NFL Total Access, the president of the Miami Dolphins Society for Eternal Hope and Unwarranted <laughs> Optimism. <laughs> unwarranted, perhaps until this year. We'll get to that in a moment. MJ Costa Ruiz. Hello, MJ.
3: On this, the anniversary of the perfect season. How dare you? Oh, wow. <laughs> it's, it's,
2: life is about balance. You need some, too. Today we have the thoroughly enjoyable task of getting you ready for Game 1 of Week 2, Chargers-Chiefs in KC. Mahomes and Herbert, two players already shortlisted for MVP this season. Let's get right to those quarterbacks. MJ, I'm going to start with you. Without Keenan Allen tonight, cool. Justin Herbert has a difficult task ahead of him, but he also has that elusive, that hard-to-define, but that easy-to-spot it factor, doesn't
3: he? That's what I'm expecting from him, too, that it factor. I think this is... This is one of those big tests for him against a division rival, in now his evolving career here, right? Like this isn't the rookie that we saw when rookie of, uh, uh, offensive player of the year. This is a guy who has now been in the system, who has been in command of this team, who year after year we all at his awe and his um, at his arm and his cannon. I want to see that decision making now. Your main guy's out. What do you do? This comes down to you now to lead this offense and to make it happen. It's not like you don't got other pieces out there. Let me see that magic come alive.
2: Absolutely. Michael Robinson, two Ps in your pod. Your word of the day for Justin Herbert is pocket, as in his ability to hurt defenses outside the pocket. What are you
4: seeing that we will see tonight? yeah just his ability to be super accurate outside of the pocket changing his launching um points which makes it very difficult for defensive backs to stay on wide receivers very long that's why i think he will have some success and i will think they will move the pocket get him outside of the pocket because again he is probably one of the most accurate passers when he is outside of the pocket in that big arm by justin herbert he can hit any point on the on the field which makes it very tough to defend
1: and and you know what, what I thought about is how well he does move in the pocket and his ability outside and his accuracy more than anything to be able to put the ball down the field. But when I watched Kansas City last week, they had a good warm-up to Justin Herbert going against Kyler Murray, keeping him in the pocket. He did a lot of running around. They did a very good job of keeping him in that box. They were disciplined in their rush lanes. They got to him. They, you know Spagnuolo did a good job of bringing different looks with the blitzes. He bought DBs. He bought safeties. He bought linebackers. He mixed it up, and he kept Kyler a little confused. Now, I'm not saying that they're the same, but here's a more athletic, faster, quicker guy that you were able to contain. So I think the job in that aspect will be a little bit easier. Now, as far as the arm and the accuracy and being able to put the ball in every single window, The defensive backs, they do have to be disciplined and they do have to stay on their coverage and do different things because he is a different animal when it comes to that. He is special.
2: Michael, you pointed out a play that everybody who is listening should go look up. It is rolling to the left. He finds Gerald Everett Mm -hmm. for a touchdown. It is a jaw-dropping moment. You talked about that on uh, yesterday's show. The second P for you, your word of the day for Mr. Mahomes is patience, which Mm -hmm. in a world without Tyreek Hill is a precious commodity. He's showing patience. You need to see more of it tonight
4: yep i need to see more patience and he showed a lot of patience it, it, it served him to uh throw in for five touchdowns um <laughs> in week one but again we look at last year how did the team start defending patrick mahomes when they did go through some some areas of struggle right they would drop seven drop eight play two safety high uh coverage and and dare him uh and dare him and patrick uh dare patrick mahomes and andy reed to run the football or throw the check downs right well andy Reid and patrick mahomes they're guys they want to push the ball down field and so there's a battle internally there right well this year I've seen some growth from Patrick Mahomes I saw it last year toward the end of last year but you've seen the growth he's no longer playing that hero ball trying to hold on to the ball run all over the place understanding when a play is over or just taking a taking a swing route taking a check down and allowing
1: his playmakers to go do work I think one of the things that Andy Reid said with Patrick Mahomes a year or two ago is that he didn't want to limit him as far as keeping him in in the pocket he wanted him to continue to show his creativity because he's athletic and he is very lethal with throwing the ball outside on the move and so many different angles i mean we've saw side on whatever you can imagine right he can put the ball there um but i think when you're going against the chargers you talked about it um when you have four guys up front that can get to the quarterback that presents a different problem and if you want to bring the fifth to be a mirror or a shadow, that is a problem also, because now you got seven to six guys dropping in the coverage. You can double or take away certain pieces, you can get in the zone, you can bracket certain receivers, you can do a lot defensively, you can disguise, you can show too high, bring a guy down in the box, and it makes it tough for a quarterback because now you pretty much smother all the routes that are coming out because you got more in coverage than they have going out. So. If you got guys like Sebastian Day, which sometimes they flip-flop with Vanoy, so now you got Fox, you got Khalil Mack, you got Bosa, you got Vanoy, you got really athletic rushers, and then you bring a Derwin James mm-hmm. to mirror him, who's faster, who could probably run him down and do a lot of different things. That right there is the problem I see for the Kansas City Chiefs. You don't have the Tariq Hill, we know that, but you do got... Guys that can get open, that are veterans, that Andy Reid, he is the creator, man. He's the maestro. He does it all. He puts guys in certain positions and give you formations that causes you to either move, get out of that disguise, show who you're guarding, and that gives Patrick right now the clear, the clear vision of who to go to. Mm-hmm. That's where they're really good at. But when you can drop a lot of guys and you can disguise on defense and you can get home with four, to me, that's the advantage. It's the kind of pressure they're able to apply. Right. It's not, a blitz. It's, not a blitz. it's not a blitz. It's just a pressure. That means you, you don't have to bring extra guys to get to the quarterback. MJ, you intimated
2: yesterday that you think the Chargers, you wouldn't be surprised if the Chargers come away from Kansas City with a win. Mm-hmm. Are you sticking to that? How do you feel 24 hours later? How do you see this game going down? Everybody wants to know what will happen. Help us understand how you think this game will go.
3: I th- I'm looking right now at a... At statistics of Justin Herbert and Patrick Mahomes head to head. And in a lot of these major metrics, they're pretty on par. They're pretty close. And I think that's how this game is going to come down. I think it's going to go back and forth, back and forth, and we're going to come down to the wire. I wouldn't be surprised if the Chargers won, but just for clarity... I do think the Chiefs <laughs> will come away with the win. Close win. <laughs> A close, close win. win. A, A close win. A semantic
2: play, well done. You are officially on the fence. Nobody can hold you. <laughs> Nobody now can hold you to
1: anything. Took both teams. <laughs> yeah. uh, I hope everyone's but, have fun. But
4: guys, I do think this game is going to come down to whoever makes the least mistakes. Obviously, Willie, we know that comes down to most games. Yep. Whoever makes, whoever plays good situational football and, play, and makes the right coaching decisions in the moment. Well, as we know, the Chargers coach has an ability to go forward on a lot of fourth downs and things like that. And when you get in the
1: red zone, score touchdowns, not field goals. I to me, gonna that's going to be the difference. Mike, Rob, I was, I was going to say that. That was my <laughs> only point. The Week one, we saw so many teams get in the red zone and stall no or, get turn, or turn the ball over or punch it in and score points is so crucial down there giving up 7 versus 3 or nothing. We saw Seattle in the big yeah, game, you much. know, Denver get down there 3 times and not get a point. That's 21 points pretty much you took off yeah. the board from a really good offense. So, those type of points in those situations are crucial. You got to play good teams and then special teams is Yeah. fill positions early in the season. When you go to Kansas City and you don't know what the weather's going to be and you got to go with that crowd field position in the kicking game and you as a special teamer you know this mm-hmm. is, is is special last word on this goes to mj acosta ruiz one word last word one word
2: one word to describe what we will see tonight Woo. that'll do okay now <laughs> okay that's the chargers and chiefs preview coming up the chargers and chiefs picks Okay, the NFL Total Access Game of the Week is what we would normally call a get-back game for the Green Bay Packers. They lost to the Vikings in Week 1, and they would normally fully expect to beat the Bears in Week 2. That's the recipe for a get-back game. You get back to business against a team that allows you to do so. After all, Aaron Rodgers is... 23-5 and against Chicago in his career, 61 touchdowns against only 12 picks, and of course, we all remember last year when AR-12 said he owns the Bears and offered no apologies to Virginia McCaskey when he said it, by the way. Cut to yesterday on T.A. when Bears safety Eddie Jackson had this to say about Roger's comments, we heard him, we hate him, and we're planning to do something about him.
4: You heard Aaron Rodgers say what he said. He said he one of y'all owners, okay? Um, how did you guys take that comment? Oh, man, you know, you take you take that to heart. You know, that's that's fuel to the fire, and we all know, you know, how big this rivalry is. We all know how big this game is, you know, but we, we definitely that's fuel to our fire, man. And we just, you know, putting in this work in, we're going to see, you know, Sunday, Sunday night what, what, what happens.
2: Now, you could argue that Eddie Jackson is contractually obligated to say such things. We, however, are not. Willie and Mike Robb are now joined by David Carr. We're going players only. Gentlemen, are the Packers in trouble?
1: Talking about Aaron Rodgers, and there's a lot he's overcome in his career, especially slow starts and, you know, a lot of other things. But it looked a little different on Sunday Mm -hmm. versus the Vikings. Um, A new cast of characters at the receiver position, only scoring seven points. Mm. Um, David is this a problem, Is and is this something that you think that Aaron and his team can overcome?
5: Oh, it's absolutely a problem, and he's very honest about it, which is great, and you appreciate that because he's telling you exactly what he's going through, right? right. You're working through a process of where you don't have a guy that dictates coverage, and we've talked yep. about this, in Rob, like this is the situation you're in. You don't have Devontae Adams, who makes everyone play a certain way, and then you also can expect that, and if you're Lafleur, you can game plan around that. So you put Devontae where you want to have a soft edge, and you run the football there, so everything's a lot easier when you have a player like that. So what he's working through is trying to To get on the same page as these young receivers. Now, Lazar didn't play, he's got to start working through this. Watson had a big drop. He's not gonna continue to drop balls like that. So I think the biggest thing that you have to do is what he's always said: you gotta relax. You just gotta be patient with this team. It's not gonna look the same. They're not gonna win 13 games this year. Okay, I hate to break it to everybody, but the Packers (laughs) aren't gonna win 13 games. But guess what? It might not be a bad situation, because and Rob, you mentioned this earlier, right? It could be one of those things where they are battling for a division title. Maybe they sneak in, and now we get to see, now we get to see the magic of the MVP, right? Aaron Rodgers, if you are who you say you are and who you've showed us to be, turn some of these young guys into maybe some of those playmakers and then go win this. And
1: that's my thing, M. Rob. We've seen Aaron Rodgers over the past. He won football games without Devontae Adams. He threw the, you know, Aaron Jones and Tunyon. And we've said many a times, many occasions, especially me, it don't matter whose name is on the back of the jersey. (laughs) It's Aaron Rodgers. Didn't look the same. No,
4: it didn't look the same. And when we look in, And in the past, some of the issues Aaron Rodgers had playing, it was never – on the field. It was always kind of with management. It was always kind of, right. yeah, man. It never a me. personnel <laughs> thing. Yeah, it was never a personnel <laughs> thing. It was never yeah. the guys I'm throwing to or how we operate in this office. David, you made a great point. There is no coverage dictators on this offense. There is no guy that, again, you can look out there as a quarterback and say, okay, how you going to guard that guy? Right. Okay, now how you guard that guy allows me to be able to read the defense. Now I think Aaron Rodgers is reading the defense at the snap, which again, I'm not saying it's, it's an easy thing or I'm not saying he hadn't done that before, but at the end of the day, you want that coverage uh, dictator. Mm -hmm. I kind of knew this offense would look like this, guys. Look at what he looked like in the divisional round last year, right, when they lost to the San Francisco 49ers. He should have won that game, let's be honest. They lost 13-10. to He was 20, what, what, uh, 20 for 29 for 225 passing yards, right? Well, 21 of those 29 attempts went to Devontae Adams and Aaron Jones. Okay. 21 of those 29 attempts. Right. His passing yards out of 225 yards, all of the yards went to Aaron Jones and Devontae Adams, with the exception of six yards. Alan Lazard had one reception for six yards. Mm. So when you just look at how Aaron Rodgers and again, we're in the playoffs where there is no tomorrow, where you have to put all your eggs in the basket, you have to do everything you have to do to win this game. Aaron Rodgers consistently looked for looked for Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers and the rest of the other guys, some of those guys who are still on the team right now, weren't <laughs> there. Guys. They weren't there. Right. So at the end of the day, you can't be surprised yeah. with how this offense looks. Yeah. And to your point, I think this may be a good thing for Aaron Rodgers. Struggle a little bit through the regular season and then be that special Aaron Rodgers in the playoffs because at the end of the day, I'm tired of just seeing Aaron Rodgers be a great regular season quarterback, Uh-oh. but yet we praise him as the best thing since sliced bread. He got the same amount of Super Bowls as me and you do, David. Yeah. And I ain't nowhere near the quarterback Aaron Rodgers is.
1: I will say this, he is definitely watching, he is definitely taking notes. <laughs> and he does have some veteran receivers on that, does, does that. On, on that he roster. Does. So those guys gotta step up until the younger guys find their way. But guess what? It is Aaron Rodgers. It's a good head coach, a good coordinator. I think this team yeah. will bounce back. He also is gonna need some help from that defense. They also gotta play a little bit, a little bit better. better.
2: This is NFL Total Access, the podcast, and now we hand the mic to a man who is riding a false wave of Bears bravado, a man who is a fantasy legend and a game pick junkie, Adam Rank. Here are Adam's picks for every game in week
6: two. Hey everybody, Adam Rank here. Time for the week two game picks Thursday night special. I know the LA Chargers have played really well in Kansas City over the years, but you know what? I got to go with the Chiefs. They look so good. In week one, give me that, a 31-30 victory over the rival Chargers. Let's move on to Sunday. One of the biggest games, Baltimore Ravens against the Miami Dolphins. Both teams looking good in week one, but I'm going to give the Ravens a slight lean here, 26-25. The Cleveland Browns are taking on the New York Jets, and the Browns won a big game on the road against Carolina going up against Baker Mayfield. The momentum continues here, 24-19 over the Jets. The Commanders, winners in week one. Carson Wentz with four touchdown passes. The Lions celebrating their moral victory. But you know what? I'm going to go with Detroit here, 28-27. Let's go down to Duval. Oh, the Jacksonville Jaguars playing host to the Indianapolis Colts in a place where the Colts never win. So you know what? I'm going to go with the Jags here, 38-35. Let's move on to Saints- Now, over the last number of years, the Saints have had an absolute mastery over Tom Brady. Can that continue? At some point, Tom Brady has got to break through. But you know what? I'm going to continue with the trend. I'm going to go with the New Orleans Saints here, 28-25. They cannot afford to fall behind like they did last week, but give them the victory. The Giants were the toast of New York with a rally to win over the Tennessee Titans in week one. But you know what? Sometimes you got a new coach. Trying to battle those high expectations now. Give me the Panthers in an upset, 27-26. The New England Patriots did not look great against the Miami Dolphins. They never look great in Miami. I'm undeterred. Give me the Patriots 17-13 over the Pittsburgh Steelers. Let's go to the afternoon slate. The Rams, you know, not a great showing to kick off the season. That changes here. I got them 40-10 over the Atlanta Falcons. The San Francisco 49ers, stung by the Chicago Bears in a rainy soldier field. They get a little bit of revenge, 40-16, over the Seattle Seahawks, who are flying high after an emotional win on Monday night. The Cincinnati Bengals didn't look great in their loss to the Pittsburgh Steelers, but I think they rally here to defeat the Dallas Cowboys, who will be without Dak Prescott. Give me the Bengals, 35-20. The Denver Broncos... Expected to win big over Seattle last week, unfortunately for them. And for Russell Wilson, let's ride. They'll ride here with a 33-19 victory over the Houston Texans. Now let's move to the desert. The Las Vegas Raiders playing host to the Arizona Cardinals. The Raiders dropped one to the LA Chargers last week. But they get a victory here, 30-20, over the Cardinals, who did not look good against the Kansas City Chiefs last week. It is time for the Sunday night game. And you expected one of these teams to be undefeated going into this contest. But it is the visiting Chicago Bears. And last week, I told you the Bears were going to beat the San Francisco 49ers. And you know what? I am doubling down right here. Give me the Bears, 21-20, homer pick over the Green Bay Packers. Two games on Monday night. There should be two games on Monday night every week. The Buffalo Bills looked Amazing. Look like the best team in the NFL in that Thursday night opener. But you know what? Tennessee, still a little stung from that loss to the New York Giants. Last year, they beat the Buffalo Bills. I got them beating the Bills again, 26-24. And in the finale, the Philadelphia Eagles, the Minnesota Vikings, two te- they look like the two best teams in the NFC. Should be a great game. I'm not quite convinced on the Minnesota Vikings. Give me the Eagles. those are my picks for week two. Enjoy the games. And finally, back now with MJ, Mike, and Willie, who previewed
2: tonight's Chargers-Chiefs game and will now pick tonight's Chargers-Chiefs game. Quick reminder that yesterday, MJ said this.
3: I would not be surprised if the Chargers beat Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs.
1: Whoa, that's That's a good
2: good one. one. Mm -hmm. And tonight,
1: MJ is playing a slightly different tune.
5: Let's
1: pick this one. Willie, who you got? (laughs) In this game, you know, I I like the Chargers, and I wanted to pick the Chargers, and I love this defense, Mm. but the reason I didn't in Arrowhead is because Keenan Allen got injured. So I think that takes away some of that firepower that they're going to go to. So I think it's going to be a little um, little more tougher, all right? For me, I got
4: the Kansas City Chiefs winning this one, 34-31. Did I give a score? You not talked about Keenan Allen not being there. I think it's going to hurt this team on third down. Third down is the money down. I think Kansas City gets win by three. Yeah, I'll yours a
3: close was game.
4: 27-23. 27-23, close
1: game. Yeah, I
3: have the Chiefs in a close one as well, 32-28. That home field advantage, of course, the way they've started the season. Yeah. The Chargers are not going to make this easy by any means, no. but they will get the dub in the end.
2: Last question. Give me one thing I am not thinking about as I look ahead to week two that I should be thinking about as I look ahead to week two. MJ, I'll start with you.
3: Coaching. It's going to come down to these coaching adjustments. We, of course, put all of our focus on the players, but when there are penalties, when there are bad play calls, not putting these guys in a position of success, I want to see those adjustments made and really come together. It has to be week two. There's no room for error in this league.
1: Coordinators make, they they, they it up at times as well like with certain calls, you know. They yep. they put these guys, they make these calls based on what they want versus what they're seeing and what's happening and the talent that they got out there. A lot of these guys can't execute what these coordinators really want to do. So the really good coaches understand that, and that's why you move guys, that's why we move guys around so much in different positions and different schemes because we knew everybody's strength and everybody's weakness. So it was their job one not to put you in a position where you were going to get taken advantage of or the other team was going to have the mismatch. We always tried to get ahead of the game and make sure it was our best, doing our best in that position, you know. And I think a lot of these coaches get caught up in their scheme so much and it's about them versus what they have out there actually executing what they really want and need. For me, it's a quick kicker. you got to be better. You
4: just gotta be better. So many games, we, we talk about it every week, how um close these teams are, the parody in the National Football League, games come down oftentimes to a field goal or a point or whatever the case may be. Kickers have to start making their kicks.
1: I think it's it's for the unknown. For the players that we saw a lot of injuries happen, a lot of other players have to step in. And you don't ever expect those players to be, you know, who the guy are who the guy is in front of them, but Everybody has to understand their role is super important and you got to be prepared and You don't have a lot of time during the week to get full You know full full speed preparation in certain aspects of the game So a lot of times you got to watch more film you got to walk through you got to communicate It's whatever you got to do because there's guys that's going to get opportunities that we don't know yet and It's going to be pretty much crucial to tell whether they're going to win or lose that game because they're going to play significant parts in the football game and a position. Preparation, coaching, kickers, three
2: things to look for in week two of the NFL. This has been the NFL Total Access Podcast. Our thanks to MJ Acosta Ruiz, Willie McGinnis, and Michael Robinson. Join us tomorrow for a complete preview. Picks and predictions included. Stat projections, too, for every remaining week two game. Ciao for now.
0: You go into your shower feeling